You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. talking about Steely Dan, Countdown to Ecstasy. In the room I have Rob. Hello, me. Ben. Hey. And John. <laughs> it's me again. Countdown to Ecstasy is the second studio album by the American rock band Steely Dan, released on July 1973 on ABC Records. The producer was Gary Katz, and the genre is rock, jazz rock, and pop. And from all music reviews, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Can't Buy a Thrill became an unexpected hit, and as a response, Dan Fagan became Became the group's full-time lead vocalist, and he and Walter Becker acted like Steely Dan was a rock and roll band for the group's second album, Countdown to Ecstasy. The loud guitars and pronounced backbeat of Bodhisattva, Showbiz Kids, and My Old School camouflage the fact that Countdown is a riskier album, musically speaking, than its predecessor. Each of the eight songs have sophisticated jazz-infected interludes, and its eight songs are rich with either musical or lyrical detail that their album rock or art rock contemporaries couldn't hope to match. All right, what do we think of Countdown to Ecstasy? I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Let's hear it. I hated it. I don't like this. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought you liked jazz. Start us off here, Bert. Yeah, here's the thing is I really thought hard about Steely Dan and why I don't identify with this kind of music, why I don't identify with like rock, this sort of like poppy jazz stuff. And I think I have a bit of a jazz, not jazz, a, a pop bias. And it is gone into places of say like ABBA. ABBA is a hard sell for me because I have a, like a strong pop bias. I can recognize and be like good band. You know, they're, they're doing things this like almost this perfect succinct sort of elements. And it, it feels almost like studio magic a, a, a lot of the time. It has this sort of elements. Now, I think I don't like Steely Dan because it has this like jazzy element. And it's just a little like soft rock with some jazz interludes. But it I like my bop hard. I like some hard bop. You know what I mean? Or I'd like things to be a little strange. I like these, mi- you know, minor chords and just things that are transitioning and moving in in, in a harder edge than this. And oh, this, this feels this is this feels this like Charmin. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is super soft birthdays. Yeah, <laughs> but I did understand the the crazy thing is while I was listening to this album, I fully understood Steely Dan after hearing which one was it? My old school. Mm-hmm. That song. I kind of like that one. 
No, no, I'm not saying it's it's it that is a bad song. I'm just saying I got why people enjoyed it, which happens sometimes to me when I'm listening to artists I don't I don't find any anything interesting with, and then I hear one song and I'm like, I get it. I listen to this song and I understand why people identify with this band or because it has these sort of like melodies and there's some like ripping guitars if you were like oh that's a really interesting piece <laughs> this yeah this just feels like stuffy people that are like check this out here's this little interlude here's here's this element i don't know yeah it I, rips but it's safe i get i get the appeal kind of lyrically putting myself in like 1973 like they're kind of they're they're using like you know, irony and humor to kind of just call out the LA scene and like and kind of shine a light on the the darker corners of that scene, kind of like a, a, a Fisher Price, My First Velvet Underground. Yeah. Uh, and I I get that and I respect that and I recognize that it's not necessarily for me. But that I'd never picked up on that element of Steely Dan before as like the the social commentary of the of the easygoing California scene, Steely Dan. I always thought they were just cotton candy. Yeah. And I do see there there's a little they they've got they've got a little bit of teeth in the in the the satirical lyrics. Yeah. And I recognize that and I respect that. Uh like Musically, I, I agree with you. Like, I'm not against a jazz rock fusion, but I want one of the two parts of it to be harder. Yeah. I either want it to, <laughs> I either want it to rock harder, or I want it to be more exploratory in the jazz. It, this is very much my dad's boat. Right. Yeah. Soft bop, light rock. <laughs> Soft bop, light rock. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely their genre. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody wants that. I used to... Like, I get what you're saying, too, about the sort of lyricism, because I feel like part of me almost thinks, though, maybe I'm just projecting, but it, they're a little too smirky. Well, they're, 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 they're very smirky. They've yeah. been smirky out the gate. Like, their name is about a yeah, dildo true. from Naked that's Lunch. True. But they carry that smirk, and the smirk is the, the smirk entirety... The smirk through. Well, and the smirk is the entirety of the joke. Like... It's not a good joke. It's just like, ah, look, I'm goofing. I, I, I mean, what I'm saying is I appreciate that there's a joke. I like it. Had there had there not been a smirk and joke That's going true. in, yeah. there would this, be there would no. be nothing yeah. for me. Yeah, if you you're took right. if you took the songs and they were not in some ways lyrically interesting and you just took them at their musicality, they would not be good. If it was just this music and the lyrics were about sincerely enjoying being on a boat. It, it would be absolutely, no, absolutely nothing for me here, but at least the the at least the lyrics. You know, it, it, if the smirk is a, a little bit trying as it does seem to be, at least they are. You know, like uh, like your gold teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, is about a hustler, like uh, a razor boy. You know, uh, I, I forget the line, but like, uh, what, what, what would you still be singing your songs if the Razor Boys took all your pretty things away? Just, like, there's a little bit of social commentary. I see you social commentary. 
I'm still not that into it. It's kind of like that Mike Love social commentary. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Guys, I like the music. Like, I, it, it, it it soothes me. It does what the dead didn't do on oh. American Beauty for me. Wow. The, the, this, is, this is smart people throwing in chords in certain spots because they're actually smart and know what they're doing with them. Huh. Um, which the, the, the dead simply just didn't have going for them. Um, and like, this reminds me of day three on a beach after I've been drinking the entire fucking time. Yeah. Put this record on. I'm going to have my Miller Lite and I'm going to watch some waves. Like (laughs) it's, it's beautiful music for like that background, like. My soul aches because I've done this to myself, but I'm going to continue doing this to myself. So would you make say that at its it. best, there's touches of early Weezer? Uh, or I'm, I was gonna say Buffett, but yeah, well, uh, Buffett uh, maybe that's like, different. Buffett, yeah. Weezer, Weezer, yeah, Buffett. I mean, yeah. I'm not hearing any Weezer on this. No. Um, I'm not on, on the Boston Rag, listen to the guitar. Yeah. You know what I heard on the Boston Rag? I heard some uh, CSNY style harmonies. Yeah. And at this Can't point, kill yourself. See, it seems C-K-M-Y. like they're, yes, yes, they're into uh, CKMY. Can't Crosby, Stills, Nash, and or Young. Camp oh. sniff and noogie yourself. <laughs> <laughs> getting a late 60s Laurel Canyon harmony vibe which I don't outwardly dislike but by 1973 I was hoping to have moved past that style of four part harmony delivery it, 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 it sounds like not necessarily the musicality of the song but the, the, the vocal treatment Sounds very much 1960 late. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about Don uh, Fagan's vocals, though? Since I li- he's the I like Fagan's now. vocals. Yeah, I mean, I thought Fagan he did a good, really good job. The, My favorite I mean, jam on yeah. "Can't Buy a Thrill" was "Dirty Work," which was the other yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I think Fagan's. I, I don't think they needed a guy that just sang. If Fagan, yeah. he's what keys, like if. If he can play Steely Dan jazz keys and also has that voice, you don't need a guy that just sings. Yeah, is, I, th- I think it did. Okay, is Boston Rag secretly a uh, Neil Young song? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it, it, it just sounds sound. like that Laurel Canyon sound. Yeah, yeah. but the thing about that is, with that Neil Young would have like a distortion. He'd have those like. It wouldn't solos. be a Neil it Young wouldn't... song. It'd be a Stephen Still song that Neil Young sings on. Yeah, yes. there, you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Perfect. That's Listen exactly that right, now. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. It's absolutely 100%. I, 
I didn't really put that together in the American Beauty sort of idea that they are, it's like they're blending instead of the bluegrass, this would be like blending jazz yep. or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and I think and it works having better. some different instrumentation. I wouldn't say it works better, but I understand where... Personal. Yeah. Personal preference. Yeah. Huh. Is that, is that why they seem to have a bit of like crossover with fans of, I, of I Steely Dan? I think that squares just enjoy this. Uh, <laughs> this, this is Rip Fest type rock. of stuff. Yeah, absolutely, it is. <laughs> Rip Fest is no, generally that's, blues. That's it's blues. generally blues, but if you have to listen to Ernie Rock, it's gonna be this. You, I, I would be happy covered in barbecue sauce, and this came on. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, comparatively? There's some got... SoCal ribs. Yeah. <laughs> People are just going to think you guys go to rib fest like every other week. Yeah. Well, not, not anymore. Yeah. We're, all, we're all dentists and we all go to rib fest. <laughs> oh, shit. What was that thing that we heard last night at Trivia? We were talking to... It was fucking, yeah. Uh, Who was it? Uh, oh. Rob Woodworth. Uh, Kelly's... Kelly's uh, dad. Kelly's dad was like, hey, Rob, you want some guitars? Like, I'm getting rid of some guitars. And, like... They're fucking like five thousand dollar guitars. He's giving them like some yeah, some SGs and stuff yeah. like yeah. And I asked Kelly, I was like, "What is your dad a dentist?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, like it's it fit the profile. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Checks do you, out. Do you guys know the uh, three interesting factual? nuggets that stick into this album especially the primary factual nugget is my old school you know what that song's about the drug bust by who the cops yeah but do you know who uh instigated the the raid was it motherfucker who i think is a narc all the time (laughs) i mean was it james taylor (laughs) james taylor do this prove me right prove me right unfortunately say it seems say it's james taylor (laughs) g gordon liddy as informed by james taylor g gordon liddy the guy who was the mastermind in part behind the fucking watergate break-in Oh, no was shit. a prosecutor. Oh yeah, they they they, the they name check him in the song. Yeah, like Daddy G or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the dude who fucking <laughs> found them smoking weed. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's okay. why they're not going back to their old school. Exactly, because they'll get busted for <laughs> weed. And then you've got two interesting guest musicians. Uh, one is Rick Derringer, who plays uh, slide guitar on Showbiz Kids. He is also the musician who... Uh, Rock and roll hoochie coo? Yes, and Hulk Hogan's intro, Real American. Real American was Rick Derringer? Yep, and he also <laughs> discovered Cindy Lauper and produced Weird Al's Eat It and Who's Fat? <laughs> right! Oh, well, we, we can all agree This record that is Rick so much Di- more important now. <laughs> we can all agree that Rick Derringer is an American treasure. Yeah, yeah sounds He's like it. He's a real American. <laughs> Fights with the rights of every man. Man, oh, man. I had the Dazed and Confused soundtrack, and I thought Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo was a stone-cold banger. And you were correct. Is. There is one other uh, interesting dude, and that dude is Jeff Baxter, who plays guitar on My Old School, and who became a missile defense expert. <laughs> so apparently this dude, Jeff Baxter, just playing guitar, and like like many musicians at the time, sort of studying other interesting things that are to him, like software, determines on his own that you can... 
take the Atlas missile system that's on ships and be like, you know what? I bet you could shoot a missile with that missile. And now he is a missile defense expert who occasionally plays rock and roll with other missile defense <laughs> experts. In what band? What is uh, your band called? I don't know what the name of the band ah, is. Ah, shit. Oh. All right, uh, project for next week. What's that band called? <laughs> Not the actual name, but let's think of a name for that band. Oh, for a missile defense of, expert band? The band of all missile defense experts. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Missile of Burma. Ooh. Uh, we can do better. We can do We can do better. We got this. Yeah, I'm just starting to soften. <laughs> what else should we think about Steely Dan? <laughs> uh, I think it, this is a slick record. I think it is. It's pr- very production slick. Run- oh, it's so slick. It's, it's like Teflon. The production's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it. you know, ten years ago me would say it's overproduced. I think it's a, I, I I would say it's overproduced. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's arguably overproduced. I listen to it now as as an old wrinkly sad guy. This is and I, and I hear a little bit of crackle in the hotness of some of the of the fine production that mm-hmm. I appreciate. I still you know I, I'm always going to favor in the red. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more lo-fi, a little bit more in the red, a little bit more lightning in a bottle is what I always prefer. But I respect a well, a a, a highly produced album, especially it. There's certain there, there's certain notes on here that yeah, they just they've got an electricity, they crackle a little bit, and I get it, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's not my aesthetic, but I recognize it. Steely Dan is notorious for being. Perfect and they are very, very well. They are the sultans of swing. Yes, they are. I mean, I I think that we're all at least a little bit expressing a a wish this had some sort of grit, something to grind on, and it's just it's just too smooth. Well, it's not. It's never going to because we're talking about Steely Dan. Exactly, and that's not their sound. They've built their career on not doing that. Yeah. So in that, you're not going to get a Neil guitar. One note distorted solo, right? In the middle of a Steely Dan song, unfortunately. Unless it's a goof. Unless it's unless it's a <laughs> as goof, a goof as a and goof. Some kind of satire on LA drug dentists. Right. So they'll just so, they'll just charm us with their wit and their smiles. So exactly, but their jazz is never going to be that interesting. Their rock is never going to be that hard. Their lyrics are never going to be that confrontational. It's just and not gonna in happen. that, I, I think there's, I think there's a beautiful thing. There, there is a, value in there's, that. There's yeah. a market yeah. there. Yeah. And there is a. Yeah, it's hard to judge Steely Dan because it, it's it's perfecting the subtleties within like a pop jazz structure. It's not like we're saying it's not breaking barriers in my opinion, but it is playing the exact... It's a, it's a practice of refinement. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they're very refined, Yeah. but it's something that I don't find... It's, it lacks that sort of, like you were saying, magic. The sort of, like, happenstance of a, a chord here or That's something. What I, want. I want those little rough edges. Mm-hmm. But at the same That's time, the part. Some, some people just really want to play a Eight string bass with their by, by tapping it and playing Some all the notes fur- absolutely perfect. Really want to play an eight string bass during their lunch break from working on people's teeth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
Actually, I, I like the the cover art. Uh, it's a watercolor figure study done by uh, Dorothy White, who was the then girlfriend of Donald Fagan. Uh, it was originally there's three main figures in it, uh, and it's a striking composition. But apparently, the president of ABC Records, Jay Lasher, he put his foot down. He's like, "This is a painting of three people." But there's five people in Steely Dan. How could this possibly ever be the album cover? Because three is not five. (laughs) (laughs) So she went and put like a few just like gesture sketches in watercolor of like a few just like ghostly figures in the back. And yet Jay Latcher was like, thank you. (laughs) It was seriously, it was a deal breaker for him. He's like... Uh, there's three people in the band, but there's five people in the band. Is that, what, uh, you, you, you fucking trying to bust my balls here? Why are you making me be the asshole on this one? That's amazing. Uh, what'd you think of it, Rob? It's fine. <laughs> like, uh, again, like, specific spots, uh, drunk on a boat. Like ooh, drunk two, on a oh boat. yeah, two day drunk on a boat, ooh, not not yeah. first day, <laughs> two to three day drunk yeah, on a boat. Absolutely, yeah. uh, second uh, or, second uh, or third day bender. That's a weird boat. <laughs> it, it, oh, it, yeah. But I mean, it's a boat I've been on. So. Uh, yeah, I know that <laughs> boat. And, and I would have enjoyed this record. It's a at boat that point. where you don't want any sharp edges. But no, uh, 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 up up down whatever you ask me if I'm. Are you are you positive? Are you thumbs up? Or are he's you kind of like he's gonna in the put middle? A number on his chart. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. Okay, I think the I'll go positive. It, it's for what it is. It is very fucking good. Okay, I'm gonna have to go neutral on it. For what it is, it is really fucking good. It's very much refined. It's studio refinement. Admittedly, I enjoyed listening to it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Which I've also said about the previous Steely Dan record, which is kind of disconcerting for me because I always thought I didn't like Steely Dan. And here I am two <laughs> albums in, not giving bad reviews to either of them. Huh. Uh, I'm never going to seek this album out. Yeah. The, it, this album, it wasn't written for me. I'm not the demographic for this record. But, you know, as Rob mentioned, second like, waking up day two drunk on a boat? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Countdown to boats. Th- this to is see. an yeah. okay thing to have your first beer of the. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wood. This is this is music it, to make it's, a it's moist ve- ham sandwich too. Absolutely. It, it's <laughs> it's very it's very easy listening, and I don't enjoy easy easy listening. Yet that doesn't make it any less easy to listen to. Okay. Yeah. The music is surprisingly good. The goofs are not. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I'd like my goofs and my music to line up, and so I'm giving it a neutral. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just negative because I don't like this type of music. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Uh, I do think that they're quite talented and they 
have made a good album for what it is, but it's just not my cup of tea. Right. I don't I don't like this kind of music. It's that soft sort of rock that I just don't identify with. I didn't particularly care for a lot of the lyrics and I just will never go back to this album. Like I wouldn't put any of this on. Now, that being said, the first one, uh, Can't Buy a Thrill, mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. Really? I, like that. Yeah. I, I thought that one was better. Birch, what if um, you wake up drunk on a boat? No. <laughs> I, would, I would put on like... He would never be on that boat. <laughs> 100 to 200 other albums before this. So The Shape of Jazz to Come. Probably not that out. boat. <laughs> probably not that, but I could get down with some Chet Baker, some uh, okay, sure. light... Yeah. Light miles. Um, Don't worry, friends. Uh, we got Pretzel Logic coming up in 1974. We have, we have two more Steely Dan albums Pretzel Logic and Aja. We're, uh, we're not doing like Gaucho or Katie Lied or whatever. No. Apparently not. All right. Yeah. Hey, that's fine with me. I just know that as a not fan of the band, those are albums that I know the names of, so I just assumed we were covering them. Yeah. <laughs> Next time we'll be talking about Waylon Jennings' Honky Tonk Heroes. Yeah. All right. Thanks, All y'all. All right. Woo.